Hello, welcome to the latest Lancet podcast. I'm Francesca Toey and it's August the 29th. Today we're discussing the two prospective urban-rural epidemiology, or PURE, studies that assess the effects of intake of specific foods on cardiovascular events and mortality. The first paper is assessing the intake of fruit, vegetables and legumes. And joining me is Miss Victoria Miller, who's an author of this paper. And the second paper assesses the intake of carbohydrates and fats on cardiovascular risk. And joining me from the authors is Dr. Mashid Degan. Welcome both. Thank you for speaking to us today. Please can you introduce yourselves? Hello, my Hello. name is Victoria Miller and I'm a doctoral candidate in the Department of Health Research Methods, Evidence and Impact at McMaster University and the Population Health Research Institute. Hello, my name is Mahshid Dekan, and I'm an investigator at Population Health Research Institute at McMaster University. Both of these papers are being presented today at the European Society of Cardiology Conference in Barcelona. And it's also worth noting that there's a third PURE study, which has been published in the Lancet Diabetes and Endocrinology, and that's assessing the association of dietary nutrients on blood lipids and blood pressure. Returning to Victoria and Mashid, please can you give some background to the PURE studies and why you've chosen to look at food intake on cardiovascular disease and mortality? The PURE study is a large international cohort study of more than 157,000 people aged 35 to 70 years from 18 low, middle and high income countries on five continents. In our analysis, we included more than 135,000 individuals with dietary information and without history of cardiovascular disease. A standardized questionnaire were used to collect information about demographics, socioeconomic factors, lifestyle behaviors, history of the disease, and medication use. We measured dietary intake of individuals using country-specific food frequency questionnaires. A standardized case report form was used to record data on major cardiovascular events and mortality during follow-up, which were adjudicated centrally in each country by trained physicians using a standard definition. Participants that follow up for 7.4 years, and during the follow-up, more than 4,800 major cardiovascular events and 5,800 deaths recorded. For knowledge, the PURE study is the only prospective study that has information on association of diet, cardiovascular disease, and mortality from five continents. We did PURE study because there is a little information relating diet to risk of mortality and cardiovascular disease exists from low- and middle-income countries. Please, can you briefly summarize the main findings from your two studies? So we found that higher fruit, vegetable, and legume intake is associated with a lower risk of total mortality. Our findings show the lowest risk of death in those who consume three to four servings of fruit, vegetables, and legumes per day with little additional benefit for intake beyond that range. Raw vegetable intake is associated with a lower mortality, whereas cooked vegetable intake had a more modest benefit. Also, we found that contrary to popular belief, 
increased consumption of dietary fat is associated with a lower risk of death. Those with a high fat intake, about 35% of daily energy intake, had a 23% lower risk of mortality and 18% lower risk of stroke compared to low intake group, which had 11% of energy from fat. The association with lower mortality was seen for all major types of fat. By contrast, a diet high in carbohydrate, greater than 60% of energy, was associated with a 28% higher risk of death. Total fat and individual types of fat were not associated with risk of heart attack or death from cardiovascular disease. In the linked comment to the fruit, vegetable and legume study, Estefania Toledo and Miguel Martinez-Gonzalez wonder whether focusing on only these three food groups and not observing the other dietary patterns might be an oversimplification. Can you address this, please, Victoria? In our study, the strength of associations for fruit, vegetable, and legume intake were taken into account and attenuated, but still significant for many outcomes following the adjustment for lifestyle and dietary factors. We intend to analyze dietary patterns to gain additional insights into what constitutes an optimal diet. As more data accumulate with increased follow-up and the expansion of enrollment to 200,000 individuals, we will be in a better position to conduct more robust analyses on dietary patterns. For the carbohydrates and fat intake paper, the authors of the linked comment question the perhaps slightly conflicting message between your two pure papers in that the vegetables, fruit and legumes are a carbohydrate source, but they're shown to as you've said, help reduce cardiovascular events. But in your paper, the high carbohydrate intake actually increases the risk of the events. Do you agree that for perhaps future pure studies, you could look at the effects of added sugars, refined grains and whole grains rather than carbohydrates as a whole? Although legumes and some fruits are carbohydrate dense, but a cup of cooked beans or a medium banana contains only 5 percent of energy from carbohydrate in a 2,000 kilocalorie diet. Therefore, three to four servings of fruits, vegetables, and legumes are not a major source of carbohydrate in a diet of most people. And the types of carbohydrate vary between different foods. We agree we will assess this in the future analysis. Finally, do you think that the messages from your two papers can be used to simplify dietary recommendations or do you think it's perhaps in danger of putting across too many nuanced and conflicting messages? Or should the recommendations be amended per country to reflect the differences in diet and availability or affordability of these different types of foods? Our data suggests that the minimum intake of fruits, vegetables and legumes should be three to four servings per day equivalent to 375 to 500 grams per day. Fruits and vegetables are relatively expensive in most middle and low-income countries, and the current recommendations of five daily servings is unaffordable for most people in South Asia, China, Southeast Asia, and Africa, and poorer people in higher-income countries. 
even a small reduction in the recommendation from 400 to 375 grams per day may have important implications on household spending and food security in poorer countries. For people in higher income countries already eating five servings per day, this is not a suggestion to eat less. Fruit, vegetable, and legume intake should be seen as part of an overall healthy diet and lifestyle. We found that raw vegetable intake was more strongly associated with a lower risk of death compared to cooked vegetables, but raw vegetables are rarely eaten in many regions, including South Asia, Africa, and Southeast Asia. Dietary guidelines do not differentiate between the benefits of raw versus cooked vegetables. Our results indicate that recommendations should emphasize raw vegetable intake overcooked. And Mishid, what were your main findings from the carbohydrate and fat paper? Uh, we actually found that more than half the population globally consume a high-carbohydrate diet, which is greater than 60% of daily energy intake. This is higher than most previous studies conducted mainly in Western population, where the average carbohydrate intake is above 50% of calories. Therefore, emphasize on lowering carbohydrate intake in low- and middle-income countries. Where carbohydrate intake is high would be more beneficial in lowering the risk of mortality. Our finding on the association between fats and risk of mortality are consistent with several observational studies and randomized controlled trials conducted in North America and Europe in the last two decades. Our data provide evidence that moderation, as opposed to very low or very high intakes in consumption of both fats and carbohydrates, is preferred. In addition to previous evidence, researchers, policymakers should consider this new global evidence, which questions dietary guidelines and challenges the existing thinking on lowering fat intake to a very low level. Therefore, we believe we are providing new evidence. We are not confusing people. And we believe that dietary guidelines recommended for one population may not be beneficial for other populations. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to join us today. It's been a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you all for listening.